All right, guys, welcome back into another fantasy football podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to be doing a solo podcast going over the New England Patriots. This one's going to be pretty interesting. There's a couple of fantasy sleepers in this offense, but mostly it's just going to be filled with a little bit of hot takes. So stay tuned. We're going to get into the quarterbacks right now. And this will be a one-take podcast, so I'm pulling up the quarterback here. Obviously, it's either going to be Jared Stidham or Brian Hoare. Now, Stidham actually looked pretty solid in the preseason that he came in and kind of shit the bricks <laughs> in his first passing attempt. He uh, played so poorly that they had to put Tom Brady back in there against the Jets in like week seven or so. Um, but really what it comes down to for, I guess we'll just call it the New England Patriots quarterback, is do we believe that Tom Brady's been a system quarterback kind of the last few years at least? And I would say that's that's somewhat true. You know, over the past few years, Tom Brady has finished QB 15 or better. And now that's not spectacular. So I think if we're trying to call what Brady has done recently, you know, more system rather than abilities. Now, obviously, a lot of what Brady's been able to do is because he's cerebral cerebral with it. You know, Brady's being <laughs> defenses with his mind more than his uh, natural God-given abilities at this point. Um, so for him to be able to finish around QB 15 or better kind of the last three years, you know, he's been <laughs> over 40 years old during that span. I think that a kid coming in like Stidham, or maybe someone else is going to do just fine if we think that it's the system. Now, some of you are probably listening to this. No, Tom Brady's elite. He's the GOAT. It's because of Tom Brady that the Patriots were successful. Then this take isn't for you. But for me, I could see you know someone like Jared Stidham being sneaky successful. And I mostly mean this in terms of starts gained. Because I feel like just the New England Patriots system is geared towards the quarterback being successful more times than not. And it's going to be a consistency thing. That's why Tom Brady has been consistent with his numbers throughout his whole career. And that's why when other quarterbacks have come in, they've been consistent to that as well. So I think we're just going to see that once again with Stidham. And now obviously Stidham is not a great quarterback at this point we just don't know if he is or not but obviously we can't say that he's a great quarterback we can't even say he's a good quarterback the film that we have is from the preseason and a few snaps during the regular season so there's not much to go off of but I will say he's a guy that can scramble slightly so he might be able to you know scramble a little bit more than Brady has been able to that can hold some upside if a guy can run the ball and use his legs that can hold some upside at the QB position I mean, I'm not trying to get crazy with it. This is his second year. He does need some work. Um, but he did look good in that preseason. And if he does look good again in this preseason, I could see him finishing as a top 20 quarterback. And, you know, he's going to be right around like a guy we can use in two quarterback leagues. And that's kind of a hot take because I don't think many people are going to be drafting Jared Sinem or even thinking about using him if it's going to be him. Now, if it's going to be Brian Hoyer, I, I might be fine with that as well. Um, we saw him be somewhat okay in San Francisco a few years ago. But the overall point here is that if a 40-year-old Tom Brady, who's, let's just face it, his skills have started to diminish as the years went on, can still be effective as a fantasy producer. Now, like I said, a lot of that is because of what's inside you know, his head. He's got a great eye for the game. He knows the game very well at this point of his career. He can really break defenses down via his mind. Obviously, Jared Stenham can't do that. Most of what he's going to be able to do is going to be based on abilities and based on coaching. And I think the coaching will get him there to being a reliable fantasy football asset. And also, I mentioned his legs. His legs are going to be something that, you know, it's a matter. If he gets that rushing upside, then it's not going to be horrible. Now, a lot of people think that the Patriots are trying to 
tank <laughs> to uh, get, you know, Trevor Lawrence or something like that or a quarterback like that in next year's draft, you know, they could be. But that would just mean that Stenham's going to get used quite a bit as well. And I just don't see them doing that. I think they're going to play the best quarterback and try to win games. That's just who they are. But, you know, this running back room kind of makes you think about it a little bit. So getting into the running backs, we got Rex Burkhead, James White, and Sonny Michelle. So Sonny Michelle is obviously the running back who I guess we could focus on. He finished RB28 last year, and he's going right around there in drafts. So the problem with Sonny Michelle is that, you know, he just doesn't look that good on film. He really hasn't. And there is a little bit after his rookie year where he's starting to pop somewhat at the end of the year. But for the most part, he has not looked good on film. And I just worry about that with him is that I have to see it with a guy before I can like really trust him. And I think everyone else is echoing that as well. You look at someone like Rex Burkhead, he's looked much better when he's gotten the touches. And he's much more complete running back for that team. Now, let's not get crazy. Rex Burkhead is uh, far from being a uh, elite running back. But they might just be forced to give him some touches. Now, we'll just start, talk about starts gain real quick. Uh, Sonny Michelle had seven, and that's mostly just because he fell into the end zone a few times. Uh, we got Rex Burkhead, who only had four, but remember he was injured for a lot of the season. And then we got James White as well, who had six. And this is in the half-point PPR leagues. Um, James White, I think, would be the one that we would look for, especially in PPR leagues. I think in PPR leagues, James White is going way too late. He's going to be a top 20 running back in PPR leagues this year, especially if we're predicting the Pats aren't going to be as good as they once were because that would mean James White is on the field quite a bit because they're going to be down in games, which would mean that he gets the ball a lot more. So he only had uh, – James White only had six starts gained on the year, but if we just look at if – we, if we move the starts gained threshold down to nine points and a half point PPR – he would have had 12 starts games. So he had six games where he had, um, well, he had 12 games where he had nine or more points in a half-point PPR league. So the consistency was definitely there with him. Then if you just look at PPR leagues, obviously that number would be a lot higher. So in terms of like which running back I'd want to own <laughs> for the bats, it's obviously James White. He's going to be used as a passing down back, and he's going to get used quite a bit. Um now, they do have Damian Harris there. He just he looked worse than Sonny Michelle. He looked like a worse version of Sonny Michelle. Now, maybe one of those two could click, but I'm just not seeing it on film yet. So the running back that I want to own for the Pats is going to be James White right now. Moving on to the receiver room. So it's going to come down to Nikhil Harry and Julian Edelman. And Julian Edelman is going pretty, pretty late in drafts. I've done some mock drafts, and he's fallen into like the sixth round. Is going around like receiver 30 through 40, which is just, wow. I don't really get it. Um, yes, Tom Brady's not there. Tom Brady's not going to be forcing him targets. But he's still the best probably player in that offense. They're still going to be forced to get him targets in that offense. Julian Edelman had 12 stars gained last year. He's been one of the most consistent fantasy producers pretty much the last five years when he's been healthy. And even when he's not been healthy, he's still produced a majority of the time. He finished as a top 10 receiver last year, and we're drafting him 20 spots to 30 spots lower just because Tom Brady's gone. I get it. Brady loved to target him. But why wouldn't a young quarterback want to target a veteran receiver like Edelman? Yes, I know Edelman really struggled last year. He kind of looked like he didn't look that good. He had a lot of bad drops. 
And you know what? He might have been injured a little bit as well. But I really think that Julian Edelman is going to be his security blanket. And, you know, there's not that much risk associated with him. We could potentially begin a top 15 receiver. And I think if Edelman plays the whole year, he's going to be a top 15 fantasy receiver in half-point PPR leagues. We're getting him way too late in drafts because people like to take these, you know, flyers that whole, um, that have name appeal more than they do fantasy appeal. So I do really like Edelman as a pick this year. I'm perfectly fine with selling him as, you know, a receiver number two. If you go running back heavy and maybe you pull the trigger on a tight end or quarterback early, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with having Edelman as my receiver number two. Then you can take a flyer a little bit later on, and you're going to be set at receiver there. Then we got uh, we got Nikhil Harry. Now, I will say the Pats did sign Marquise Lee, and they also had Jacoby Myers. And I will say that Jacoby Myers was the better rookie on film last year and pretty much throughout the whole year. But Harry did start to get better as the year went on. So maybe he kind of found it because most of the year he didn't have it. We're hoping if we're drafting Nikhil Harry, that what we saw at the end of the year is going to continue into this year. For now, for me, I don't think he's worth drafting. He only had one start game last year, and like I said, he didn't look that impressive on film, and I think a lot of the targets are going to be short, quick passes to someone like Julian Edelman and James White. And for tight end, I'm not really seeing any fantasy value uh, for the tight end position with the Patriots just yet this year. You know, Maybe the preseason will change my mind on that, but for now, that's what I'm rolling with. So just to recap real quick, I think if Stidham is named the quarterback, I'm perfectly fine with him. I think he's going to be someone we want to watch and monitor. He could be a late ADP steal. Now, I don't think he's going to do anything spectacular, but he could be someone, like I said, that finishes as a top 20 quarterback. James White is going to finish as a top 20 running back in full-point PPR leagues. I think he'll do what he did last year in half-point PPR leagues where he's not a sexy pick by any means, but... In a pinch, you can definitely use him. Like I said, he had 12 weeks out of 16 weeks where he had nine or more points in a half-point PPR league. Then we got Julian Edelman, who Julian Edelman is just going way too late. The thought process behind it is pretty much just that Brady's gone and that all of his fantasy relevance is going to be gone. Yes, he did look a little bit poor on film last year, but I still think he's going to be in for another solid year, and there's not that much risk associated with a guy that's definitely going to finish higher than his ADP given his current ADP, which is around receiver 30. He should finish as a top 15 or so fantasy receiver in a half-point PPR league. So that wraps up the Patriots podcast. Going to have the Bills podcast later on this week, and then we're going to be getting into the Jags, Colts, Titans, and Texans. So if you guys enjoyed this podcast, if you did, as always, I do like, you know, just leave a five-star review. Put some positive comments in the comment section wherever you listen to this podcast. I do appreciate it. All right, thanks. I'm out.